0: Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 355. The crew here is hunkering on down, and we had a lot of comics we read this week. We
1: did. St- a lot of comics.
0: A lot of them involving either the Hulk or Wolverine. Or a little bit of everything a combination
1: else. of the two. Yeah. yeah. Some
0: bounty hunters.
1: <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. Some
0: different levels, almost like platformers.
1: <laughs> something like that. Like their that. levels or something. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And we could just tease them, or we could say them, but we'll go with one. Just listen one route to the
1: podcast, right yeah.
0: And lots of news of things coming out of Marvel and DC in the coming months.
1: Yeah, that's about it. News.
0: Charles Charles news. even joined in and uh, had here. some books that he uh, read
1: a book. He read some uh, books. Whoa. He read a I couple read books. <laughs> yeah, he read some books.
0: So uh, sit back and relax, grab a cold one, and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode three hundred and fifty five this podcast is a cyclone bomb
1: is that a good thing or a bad thing
0: I must say from my binge drinking to my binge watching I've had a pretty
2: great week
1: you're a glutton
2: for all things cool
1: <laughs> drinking is
0: cool kids
2: <laughs> it's not you just it's not like you just sat around drinking you went to an event yes right yes that's what we're going to call it yes. sitting on my couch is an event
0: no I did I went to the West Michigan Beer uh, Festival Winter Beer Festival which is dumb is one of the biggest <laughs> no it is not is one of the biggest it's events is that the who went I know.
2: <laughs> and the comment
0: from the girl who didn't go. <laughs> I know. She missed out. I
1: would never go outside and drink beer in the winter. I just I don't like being cold. It does not sound like something I would enjoy. And honestly, doing at it.
0: first wasn't that cold, and then it got a little chilly, which sucked. But then you had the beer to warm yeah. you up. And After then you, you drink a while, you just get warm. Yeah. Mm. Did which have is false warmth mm. by the way. Yeah, it I did is have false another uh, uh, warm beer, uh, habanero beer. There was another beer that we were all going to go get just because it came with bacon. It was a, but I don't like coffee, but it was a coffee with ghost chili peppers. Nope. And a piece of bacon.
2: Yes. And Everybody comes with bacon.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to mean, but it was sounded a little sexy.
2: <laughs> Just an explosion in your mouth. You're welcome.
0: So when we got up there, they were out of it. And I hate coffee anyways, but I was going to try it with for the ghost uh, nope. pepper. Nope. <laughs> But they still had bacon, so we just ordered another drink and had them put a stick of bacon in yeah. it, and
2: that was great.
1: Ruining both the beer and the bacon. No, it was beer flavored bacon. You did not tried it yet. Beer in the bacon, bacon in the beer. Well,
2: look, just there's stuck. plenty of things out there that sound ridiculous, and we still bacon love. Bacon goes with everything. Like there's bacon in ice cream. It sounds I will, ridiculous.
1: I will drink a beer and eat bacon. I don't know that I would put my bacon in the beer. Well, it's just Please.
2: that's where they
0: put it, and then it's you don't know meal. how to live, really. <laughs> that's what, yeah. <laughs>
1: A little floaty bacon grease in my beer. Ugh. Uh, tried to, <laughs> We tried a lot
0: of the the breweries that are you know not around here or that you know aren't massively produced to try you know it's a variety. Now, granted, we still went to the Mitten because knowing them, we just got didn't have to use tokens. And
1: you're gonna give away your secret?
0: Yeah. Well, know people. That's that's my secret. <laughs> the more people you know, the more deals you get in life. But overall, it was a great day. Of just drinking a lot. But what I'm going to say, binge-watching, oh my god, I started Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. and I power-watched through that. Yeah. That was, hands down, even not being a superhero like fan, you would love it. Some of the best writing I have ever seen. And I then went to see the differences from the comic books. and never actually read the comics, and everyone has 100% said, even the small differences to the show, from the comics. Like, it's the perfect w- blending of where it's true enough to the comics, but it doesn't have to be totally reenacted from the comics because there were some things that gave you a lot more backstory on the characters. I'm just telling everyone right now, go watch that show because you will be so surprised how amazing it is. That's all I had.
1: It was. I've, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but what I have watched was... Very good. And I also thought it was really funny because every single person that I'm friends with on Facebook who is not in the comic scene started with, I just watched the Umbrella Academy. I thought it was going to be about Resident Evil. I'm like, you people.
0: That was me, though. And that's <laughs> me and a lot of other
2: people as well. Yeah. Like, I remember that. He said that.
1: <laughs> He's not the only one. You
2: people? What do you mean, you people? You <laughs> people. Um, I watched uh, I watched the um, first two episodes yeah. and I you know I thought it was unnecessarily slow but I, you know when you're trying to build and create emotion you know that's nece- that's you know something you need to do slow it down and make people think between lines mm-hmm. sure but mm-hmm. then it was like that ridiculous like dance scene
0: no that was like one of the awesome okay, dance no, I get it
2: I get it it was like kind of cool like everybody oh my gosh I remember we used to love the song dancing but. I don't know. Cheesy? (laughs) Uh, A little bit. And um, was that in the comics?
0: No. Thank you. Probably. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I can't exactly say because I haven't...
2: But don't get me wrong. While I was watching it, I smiled.
0: Well, the thing is, they had a hell of good soundtrack, though, for the whole series. Like, all the music that they had, even some of the classical um, going on with the violin to...
1: You mean how they started the whole series with her playing an awesome version of Phantom of the Opera on her violin? And you know what? When I was humming it, I was
0: like... What is this song? I yeah. know it.
1: It's the entire I, soundtrack. To I Phantom didn't. The opera. I
0: didn't know it, and I had to like take out my phone and Shazam, and I go. That's why it's so familiar. Yeah.
1: No, it was very good.
0: And like I said, just the the people that played uh, the different characters mm-hmm. were really good. Um, me and uh, the person that plays uh, Klaus,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was in uh, another um, show that I. Truly love uh, Robert Shaheen, uh, which was uh, the Misfits. Which was was he in
1: the American version of the Misfits? No, is there
0: American version? I, I think
1: they did. I've an heard American they're talking about it. Of it. Okay, I'll I
0: thought I'll have to they look did,
1: but maybe it was just them replaying the British version on an American network.
0: Well, they're I, I have heard that they're going to try to make it American. I don't think it's come out yet, but okay. his character in that, which is Charles, a great show, um, British show of these misfit teenagers that somehow randomly get powers and pretty much just seem to die a lot from them using their powers. Really? Yeah. It's like almost like a toned down Game of Thrones with British actors. Like I said, that's still kind of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Last sec. I don't know. Just pretty much anyone can kind of die whenever. And that kind of made it great watching it. But also just how much they fucked with their powers because they're fucking misfit
2: teens. And... That's what happens when you give. You want drama? That's where you give powers to misfit teens. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It seems to work for many properties. You give it to
2: adults. They're like, well, I'm gonna do good. <laughs> they're just very. I mean, rational really about responsible this. Yeah. give it to old people. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna. I'm gonna fix everything. Now there is a kids.
0: <laughs> there is a ton of shows that you know people can watch and everything. One thing before we start getting into some books that I thought was crazy because I thought when I first saw some pictures on Twitter that they were like photoshopped but there is in times square billboards that say save daredevil yeah Because remember when there was that campaign we talked about when it got canceled and there was a campaign to save daredevil yeah, Well e-
1: even vincent d'onofrio was yeah. like
0: guys sign this petition yeah and there's there's people that have donated money and so they've now gotten some billboards uh printed made posted in times square what a waste and of money yes but it's it's one of those things, though, It hopefully will tell Marvel that we still want these uh, shows to be around. Because Netflix, it seems more and more that as time goes on, we hear why they're not there anymore. And it's because Disney got too big and Netflix got too big. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is saying that they're still going to have all those shows running. They, they own those shows. Those aren't going to all of a sudden be ported to the Disney+. Plus. They own them. But then there's some people in the Disney uh, company that is kind of saying not so fast. If the you know things can work out and we get the actors and everything back on board, they could be you know to be continued. It right. could be. So we could just
1: do the Heroes for Hire show and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like and that. then re, reinvigorate yeah. it that way. That yeah. would be
0: great. Um, but also on the same uh, camp of all these other shows being canceled, um, Eminem... The rapper uh, is a you big... You mean
1: not the tasty candy-coated chocolate? Yes, yes. Oh,
0: okay. Mm, uh,
2: pretty much <laughs> just
0: said, uh, you know, regarding your cancellation of The Punisher, you're blowing it. Sincerely, Marshall. And John Bernthal kind of came on like, you know, it was honored that you watch it. Um, you know, you're the king. It's great to see more and more people saying, we right. love these things. Don't cancel the things we love. Certain shit, yeah, just we'll pretend it was never made, but... We're still Are you loving it. About
1: Iron Fist.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Second season was was decent, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get on to some books.
1: Okay. Who's going firsties?
2: Charles. Let's give you the honors. Hey everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, the first two um, books of Avengers: No Road Home. Which how you how'd you like it? How did I like it? Um. Well, it was. It started off really, really strange to me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I started. T- I was looking at the artwork, and it was really, really good. For usually, I, I think the artwork, I, I criticize it a lot. And it started off like. Uh, there was like one little, one little caption of um, setting the mood of like the timeline and stuff like that. Setting the uh setting basically. Yeah. And. It was, like, modern times, and then this uh, Hercules guy is reminiscing, and then it went back to all these other other times. <clears throat> one thing that uh, really kind of pissed me off about it was, you know, I, I love original stories, and this was just started off uh, just like Thor Ragnarok with the sister that's been missing for a long yeah. time. She's been locked away by Zeus. Go well, figure. Yes. It, and, it's and just like that. If one of the things I will say is reading this... Uh,
0: No, what's it? Uh, No way home. No road home. No road road home home. is a continuation from last year's event, uh, No Surrender, which also started off very weird. And I was at first not on board, then I was on board, and then I kind of jumped off again, thinking where is this going? And then it wrapped up pretty sweetly. But it was a twelve week uh, comic book that. You really
1: a weekly I, comic book? Yeah, like it came out every yeah every week for twelve weeks. That and, is that's a commitment. And I can't
0: believe it's been <laughs> over a, almost a year now since when all those uh, came out. And the ending was really good, and that's where some of this of uh, this one continues off of. I'm um, having Voyager um, being up with the Challenger and all these things of remembering the first story. I was like, okay, I'm liking where the, this is going. The
1: spaceships, the Voyager meet up with the challenger no it was
0: that was remember with all those teases of there was this person that was implanted in like the avengers memories like that was never oh, there yeah, that yeah, was yeah. her that was voyager yes all right and because now there's
1: a new one challenger what's challenger
0: Challenger was the person that the grandmaster grandmaster he was the original grandmaster as far as like the the um, Yep,
1: it's all coming back to me now yep Got it, got it, got it, And got so it,
0: he's it, now an elder of the universe as well, <laughs> yeah. and yep, he's yep, trapped. Yep. And that's where all that first one came from. So this one, I felt almost is what you are just saying too. Some sister locked up and everything was almost kind of like the first one.
2: Yeah. The first couple scenes in it were um, uh, very um, uh, mysterious to try to keep you reading. Because at the end of each kind of scene, this darkness sweeps over. And it, you know you're not gonna find out what it is, and then there's another scene, and at the end of the scene, the darkness sweeps over. What I do think is funny is that uh, um, you know, what's that called, baiting? You're like baiting people to keep on reading. Oh
0: yeah, well, I, that's, I mean that's part of
2: comic oh, books. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, 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 that is. It's a I smart thought, thing to do. I thought
2: it was funny um when um, uh, oh, f- what's her face? She starts. Uh, this this girl can teleport, right? And so she's... Yeah, that's Voyager. Voyager. She's running around like... Teleportation is, like, the best way to go. I...
1: But it's
2: so, like... I always
1: wanted to be a teleporter. If someone,
2: like, teleported to, like, hey, jump on the teleportation thing, right? Usually people like, okay, great. But what if I was doing something, like... (laughs) And the the Earth needs you. Well, actually, I'm having sex right now. (laughs) Could you (laughs) give me five? And they're, like, waiting over there. (laughs) Hurry it up. Get on the teleportation device. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I would have to say um, I really love the end of the second book that talked about Nyx and her cohorts, um, these
2: Darkness Gods. Um, I liked the Hawkeye's perspective that was being portrayed in the second one. Um, it the whole book, you can there's like Hawkeye talking or. Answering questions about himself. Yeah. About how do you um, do? You have good luck or something like that, or yeah. What's how, your superpower? What's your superpower? And a superpower is like just go, just do it, just react, right? And at the end of near the end of it. Well, wait, gets, before we
0: get to that, I love that. Like pretty much, she was just talking about you know how I do it. I just don't think, like I just dude, it's, it's just instincts. Yeah. And his sometimes when there's narration in comic books too, it's going with what is the scene right there but it's usually a person that's like mainly talking. He didn't talk too much within this. So normally you get that uh, in head uh, observation of the main hero of the story or like the bad guy thinking out loud what their thoughts are. Every little thing he said was thought provoking for sure. It wasn't like, no, that's what I'm saying. It it went into with everyone else's dialogue in that scene. So he'll say Mm -hmm. one thing of like, you know, I, you know, I just act. And then you see other people just acting or, what's it mean
2: to be a hero and then you see some heroes doing things and then they're at the scene and he's actually narrating what he's doing and why he's going to do this and hopefully he can do this real quick but then the little slithery thing gets up on him and it takes away all his confidence which is probably part of his superpower you know if he had a superpower yeah if yeah, well, that's what. Pretty much anyone that has a cape the and cowl, thing?
0: they they have more than a normal human at. <laughs> he their has brain like
1: power. almost like domino esque sort of powers. Oh, yeah, luck. I feel like sure. he's got luck and aim.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, like Precision, his aim would be way more as well. Yeah. Well, it's the same with bullseye. like bullseye. Yeah. He doesn't have a gifted mutant power. He just is so good right, that but... sometimes flicking, you know, a small little sport could flip off a ten different ways and then hit mm. you in the eye. Did you, did you see at the end what happened? Oh, yeah. And that's a pretty big... Pretty big. Holy shit uh, moment. You read this, right? Nope, but I'm okay. not
1: going to, so go ahead and spoil, no, spoil it. No, I don't want to
0: spoil it. I don't want we should
2: spoil it. it because it's pretty big. Yeah,
0: that's a pretty big thing for him going forward mm-hmm. because what I wanted to say is with the No Surrender, one of my problems with it was this: it doesn't count. It's not in continuity. Now, granted, I love Elseworlds stories and I love stories that... Don't have to tie into everything. But I sometimes want to have a reason. I read this because something came out of it. You... Granted, at the end of No Surrender, something came out of it. What, and it was great.
1: What world does this take place in? If this it's is not, Earth. This is Earth. This is this not, is not earth. continuity. But
0: with the No Surrender, they warp the earth oh, right, to another spot she, in the yeah, universe yeah, yeah, yeah. so then okay. you're thinking and who she was and how the, and then you find out it was all implanted and everything so it made sense and it is the now world it's not an else world book just like this one isn't as well so this will have some ramifications
2: if it's not fixed by the end and I would like and to see I want to know what Hawkeye did to Hulk to piss him off because he's like oh he nobody's he around him. he pounds his fists he killed hands him. him
0: he killed him Yep, at the end oh. of the Civil War two or whatever. Oh. But he also... He Banner, needed to be killed. But Banner had asked him to yeah. do that yeah. with a gamma ray-laced uh, thing. Now, granted, going into Immortal Hulk right now in the comic book world, Immortal Hulk is taking over the body, kind of like at, like it's more of a Doctor, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, where we do have a smarter Hulk instead of just the raging Hulk. But oh, they yeah. are he They're was, talking to each he other. Was saying some shit. Yeah, and he... Is in control, so Hulk is not just Bruce Banner controlling the monster in there. Hulk is now Hulk, Hulk. and Bruce Banner is. And Mr. Hyde. yeah, exactly. So Hulk wants to probably make amends with what happened before, even though it was Bruce that told him to do it. That's the only thing I can get of, because I haven't seen anything else between the two. I could be off uh, in
2: this story of why he's super pissed off at him, but I'm assuming again with Thor Ragnarok where the Hulk has its own personality and its own entity as opposed to Bruce Banner. Right. Like where they're and they're fighting for control. Yes. In you know Yes. And I that mean, came that? from
1: that came from them wanting to do Planet Hulk. Oh yeah. Right. And not being able to, so they kinda shoehorned it into Ragnarok, the the warrior Hulk, who also is very smart. Although the Hulk and Ragnarok wasn't super smart, not as <laughs> smart as Planet Hulk Hulk was. Right, right, right.
0: right. <laughs> I do have to say though too, it's great that these are the same uh, writers from the first one, Al Ewing, Jim Zub, and Mark Waid doing this.
2: So, uh, I was kind of annoyed in the beginning of the uh, the No Road Home because it, Hercules or whatever he's just sitting there name dropping people like he's like he's cool. <laughs> That is well, that is Hercules. I feel like that's he's his like character, he's like. So yeah. there I was with Zeus and Hermes. You know, Artemis <laughs> was there. Uh, Athena looking he, good. He he became
0: one of my favorite superheroes. Yeah. And when he even got his own comic books, he's been part of the Avengers randomly. But when Thor was gone, he kind of became the Thor figure of the universe for like a year and a half. And his antics were yes, Thor hooks up and likes drinking, but Hercules talks about it on end way more than Thor does. Uh, that's why I kind of grew in love with Hercules a little
2: bit more, and yeah. his adventures with Amadeus Cho. And it seemed like their revelries were epic back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> just like half naked bodies running around grapes. Oh, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure. And have some wine. You like goat
2: cheese? <laughs> oh yeah, goat cheese.
1: Ah, who doesn't love goat cheese?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I like. I said I'm. I do think that mainly this narration for number two was just. Epic is great. You sometimes get in uh, Hawkeye's head, but you don't hear that wavering, you know, it's always just what's going on. But to hear internal dialogue of why I'm a superhero. Mm.
1: He's just answering that age old question. Yes. Why is Hawkeye there?
0: Now, <laughs> you were telling me, are you done with this review or do you have well, anything you else? done? I'm done. I'm spent.
1: Any more to say? You going to keep reading it? You
0: yeah, definitely. See what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about you found out how Wolverine came back.
1: I did. I did. so the whole the whole return of Wolverine series was based around this uh-huh. Persephone character and and Wolverine going to find Persephone and this island that she was on and stuff like that. And he didn't know why he didn't have his memory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He just had flaming call- claws. Well, turns out Persephone is. A mutant who has powers that I would call necromancy because she can bring the dead back and either use them as puppets or bring them back enough alive where they're like they're they're cognizant of their surroundings, but they're not in control of themselves. Okay. Um, and she
0: was
1: zombie. yeah she, she was. She's been controlling... So, when he got attacked in issue one or two, I think it was two, by Dakin and by Omega Red, they were being controlled by her. She had brought them back and was controlling them. So, that's what she was doing with Wolverine as well. Except, Wolverine can regenerate. Yeah, so... if so you give him enough air and time, he's just his gonna... His body's gonna re right. make it... Yep, and at the end... Of the book, he gets his full faculties back, and he's like, "I remember who I am. I remember everything."
0: So it's good to kind of finally yeah. know. I kind of stopped after thinking that the whole series was going to be a little bit more of him coming back, yeah. and not that we'd finally get the answers. You could just read number five.
1: It was just it was just as long and drawn out and almost unnecessary as <laughs> the death of Wolverine. Both of those were too long, I think. But it did it did verify Wolverine or the, did, did die. Of Jean Grey. Yeah. God, again, that could have just been one issue if they just did the last issue. These resurrections take way too long. Just do it like that. That's it. Um, But they did. I mean, obviously, they confirmed that he died because you know Kitty took him out of the adamantium shell and they buried him, and that's when Persephone stole him. Mm -hmm. So he was dead, which everyone thought maybe he just wasn't dead, and that's what happened. He was dead, Mm -hmm. and she brought him back to life, and it was her biggest mistake.
0: once again though no superhero stays dead for no too long nope uh so i having you said that uh i want to get into wolverine the infinity watch which was a great book and i thought we were going to find out where all of his uh time stone jumping powers have been what i love the most is a a
1: very confusing book to me the
0: the cover (laughs) is great oh yeah the like, cover and
1: the inside, cover. the, the
0: Infinity Gauntlet there yeah. with just his claws coming out, mm-hmm. it's perfect, and it's what
1: colored it, beautifully. More importantly, which I think, so
0: it within the first, uh, in the first cover, talking about uh, the writer and the artist and all that, we well, Jerry course,
1: Dugan col- and Andy McDonald. Yeah, but I was
0: gonna say. for of course, the colors are <laughs> Jordy Belair, yeah. so that's why they're so beautiful. Of course, yeah. It uh, goes, what did. Wh- Wolverine is alive. What did he miss when he was dead? Um, End of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova Corps rolling up, Infinity Stones, blah, 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 turning of the Raptors, like, and an X-Men wedding. So, yeah, he missed some, some pretty big stuff. Or
1: did he? Yeah.
0: Dun, dun, dun. And again, I'm sh- still trying to think, how did he, you know, why hasn't he come around lately? He gave up the time stone that he had jumping around. There was mm-hmm. those adventures in the back ever since Marvel Legacy Number One,
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost a year and a half ago now, a year and a couple of months ago when that came out, and then we find out there's always multiple of Wolverines. Oh yeah, as Loki says, I'm getting sick of you guys. Like I even stabbed you to make sure I knew which one was
2: you. It's funny because the first thing he does, Wolverine does, is stab Loki.
1: Yeah, huh. wait, well, you know, Loki. Loki has made the man, the X Mansion look whole, and he looks like Jean and. Jean is one of Wolverine's great loves.
2: So you
0: probably smelled him? Yeah. Probably I mean there's probably a million reasons why he knew his love. He Loki. knows
1: what Jean smells like.
0: Yeah, your
2: hips weren't this big. <laughs> but, <You> I,
0: <laughs> but I wish But I love that uh, you know, we're then trying to figure out, you know, where the time the space stone is for popping all around and then we get uh, Phoenix Force Negan Wolverine. Oh my god,
1: I was so confused by that. It, but The time bat. He came from Marvel Legacy 1. Was he one of the old... Was he in the old timeline? Like the, Well, like... he's in the
0: future. He's a future okay. Wolverine that now has a Phoenix Force. Kind of running with uh, Thor books he's been hanging out with. Because in the Thor books now, we have they always kind of tell stories of the younger Thor, what's happened now, and then towards the end of the time, Thor... King Thor, as they kind of call him, because he's now Odin's truly, truly dead, not ever coming back type dead. And sure. yeah, he's one. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where this uh, Wolverine is from, and that's when we find out he's the one that was
2: Hopping jumping around, around time.
0: because there was an alternate universe. All this coming from the latest Infinity War comic book, where Gamora got all the stones and everything. Well, prior to that, there could have been a timeline where Loki got them all and that's when future um phoenix phoenix force wolverine took one of them to prevent that timeline from happening to then get the timeline
2: we're on now time travel and i've gone cross-eyed yeah
1: it's (laughs) this book was not uh great for understanding i understood
2: it all i knew exactly what was going (laughs) on i was pretty much you know following from what it was explained you know this. By the way, the Wolverine uh, Phoenix Wolverine. Awesome costume. Yeah. I'm going to do that for Halloween. For oh, sure.
1: Yeah. With the beers on the Oh, the
2: beers. That's on the I'm going no yeah. to do it. <laughs> well, you know, he has a beer
0: truck.
1: <laughs> you hit me with the beer wagon.
0: <laughs> 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 I love that now Wolverine is like, "Wait, we have a beer wagon." And then Loki just like, "Will you alcoholics like stop talking or whatever for a minute and listen to what is
2: going on?" And then and, it kind and of then later in another cast, you could see all these <laughs> beer bottles on the ground, and he's, they're empty. Yeah. He doesn't have any more beer on them. It's funny. So yeah, so he kind of
0: explains what happened at the end of Infinity Wars, and what is going on now with the stones. So that's where I feel this story is obviously taking place, because it's Infinity Watch, which is always kind of the books that come after any Infinity Stones type story, where we have people then guarding the stones. However, mm-hmm. this time, the stones have become
2: people. People. They've been... So the stones have each been given a soul by... Uh, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. And then spread throughout. And the five were sent to Earth, but then they... Left. They left. They escaped Earth, except for one uh-huh. who has the time stone. He's a criminal. He's uh-huh. actually in a prison. And the reason that everybody knows where he is, is, because they're talking about how, oh, he must have stopped time on the news yeah. and stuff. And time is one of the most powerful ones. Yeah. So a very... <laughs> I'm
0: digging I this. I love
1: this panel so much. Earth, what a shithole. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs>
0: so, I, so, I I, really enjoyed this book. Um, like I said, the return of Wolverine, not so great. This one totally explained that the Wolverine we thought we'd saw like in when, those times. Like in the
1: wedding, when we remember when they yeah. had the wedding and he was in the background and stuff like that.
0: That wasn't our Wolverine. Like, he
1: didn't look old when they drew him, though.
0: Well, he's at he's at
2: Phoenix Force, so he gets a little bit of like Botox when he gets that.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> um,
2: I think at first I wasn't impressed with the the artwork, the drawing, you know, uh, until I started to look at uh, in the details. If yeah. you look, you'll see that all the quality they put into it, which what actually is impressive.
1: It is. It is the when they pay attention to the little things and in stuff the background. Is there, yeah,
2: you know, yeah, really nice textures for sure.
0: Uh, Charles, you got any other books? I have one more.
2: Um. Well, I read Venom, which is number oh, yeah. 11 or 12. 11. Yeah, or 11 yeah. that just came out. 11. And that is quite the story. I think I read the correct one to read if you wanted to really get into this. So now I'm going to go back and read all the yeah. rest of them. This one has a little, not like a mic drop, but like a bomb drop at the end of it.
1: Ooh.
2: Which I was like, wow, interesting. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Well, I was just going to say the whole run definitely... so
0: far has been pretty great. Uh, I know there's mind-altering, like, pretty much the symbiote's been... Uh, Changed. You know, well, it's been helping Eddie take away some dramatic things that happened in his past, and just pretty much erasing some
2: things, which is kind of a shitty thing to do, but it's doing well, it in also a way... it
1: makes him think he had cancer.
2: Yeah, this whole thing is a drama, <laughs> for sure. There's nothing... There's no, like... It's dramatic excitement, you know? It, it makes you...
1: He Donnie Coates is removing what a lot of people like about the Venom Eddie Brock relationship, which is that they're symbiotic, right? <laughs> like they rely on each other to, and this turns it more into Eddie doesn't
2: like to be alone, and the creature, the uh, symbiote, needs, needs him, him and he's
1: strong enough for it.
2: And f- even so much that it'll, um, it. One thing that I mentioned in the book was it. It the the medical uh, the uh, the tests that doctors were doing on him, it altered the tests and the body uh, composition or the chemicals coming out of his body just so that he could be told he had cancer. Right. Never had cancer. Yeah. He was so the symbiote changed his you know yeah physics. Or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been changed so much that Donny Coates is now receiving death threats for <laughs> the way he has changed Venom, which is ridiculous. Fans. Do not threaten the artists. Yeah, <laughs> so I stupid. Um, but the also, be cool, he tweeted Donnie, He tweeted, uh, "You can threaten me all you want, but I know the way this is going to turn out, and I'm gonna keep going."
0: <laughs> and I mean, even though I'm not happy with uh, Tom King. Never would I
2: threaten his no. life. I'd just
1: be like, "You're doing a stupid mistake. Like, get out of the house, people. Come on." Yeah.
2: <laughs> so safe behind their keyboard. I
1: know it's so or completely thumb, ridiculous. I'm so angry. I hope you die. <laughs> All right. You're a little intense, but a little. I appreciate the passion. I don't. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <for> sure. Right. <laughs> you gotta appreciate that.
2: <laughs> I love this character so much. Die. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh man, yeah. Another book that uh, I read that I want to briefly talk about, Sharky the Bounty Hunter. I read this too. Okay, what um, is this? So,
2: <laughs> it's uh, written,
0: written by Mark Millar, um, yeah. Simone Bianchi, uh, doing the art and colors. And it is... Very, it's visually uh, eye-pleasing. I like kind of the more... It looks... I mean, I feel it's more watercolor, even though it's not...
1: I, I It was probably painted digitally. Yes. Make, paint, yeah.
0: But it it looks more like paint, less like how some things are than click made. and fill. Yes. Yeah. Um and it starts off pretty great with so he's a bounty hunter named Sharky.
1: Yeah.
0: Who is also <laughs> bald uh and pretty much seems like just you know I don't know how to like what I would peg him as He reminds he, me
1: a little bit of Lobo. Like classic Lobo. Maybe. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's maybe where I was feeling yeah. a little bit of it. Well, so is Lobo-esque. he just like a normal person he's with, an alien. Uh, he's a, yeah. with the color blue? He's an alien, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. Does he
0: have special powers? Not that we know. He's just does down he on his weapons? luck. Bounty hunter. No. I he has think guns. He just, yeah. Just a
2: couple guns. Yeah.
0: But I love the, the first flight where he's collecting a bounty and this thing being can break up into like 20 small pieces and you got to make sure you get them all. Otherwise... He escapes. He escapes and yeah. then can like regrow also. later. Yeah. Something like that. And I like that when he's finally cashing in. Well, he's talking about how he's a, uh, you know, he's a, don't worry, I'm a bounty hunter. I just got these things laminated and has his own cards and everything. So this is a world where, obviously, bounty hunters are Snarky. registered. And So
1: the vibes I got from it were Firefly meets Lobo.
0: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like I if, if Lobo existed in
1: the Firefly universe, That that's the vibes. With maybe like some fifth element stuff going on in there. Yeah, That's, that's I, the world like th- I picture. There is
0: there's some humor in here and it's not always that, you know, a book that's continuously telling jokes, okay, then that's just always a co- comedic book. Right, right. This drops, though, some pretty funny uh, jokes here and there that uh, like one of them when he's getting his freebies from the connoisseur, you know, picking out the sunglasses and then two boxes of condoms and he quietly whispers... The single penis ones, because obviously a bunch of aliens and everything. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Maybe it was just me. Pretty funny. Um, and then an hour later, when he's actually using them, and a fucking kid shows up.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Sharky. Your kid. Are goes, you I done have, yet? Yeah.
0: <laughs> who the fuck is that? That's not my kid. Yeah. Um, the tale gets a little bit more sweeter when you kind of find out kind of who Sharky is, and even though his Language is very curse in and any sense of the word. Uh we see that he's going to give this kid a ride home because he just killed, killed his, his only yeah, his only family, so now the kid's yeah. homeless because of him. Well, you can kinda of draw those lines and I totally thought it was gonna be a logo thing to do to just leave this kid. Right. And he pretty much does. By the way, his spaceship It's an cream. ice cream truck. I mean
1: it's a converted ice cream truck. That's not creepy. No, no, that's the thing. <laughs> you guys want some candy? I got ice cream.
0: <laughs> and I just love that he honestly did go back for yeah the kid.
1: And that has to do with his backstory of having been a soldier, like a mm. high level soldier before that. So that's where I
0: think that's going to come into more of who he is. Like, he's not just a bumbling idiot asshole. He's got some sort of uh, morals yeah. and a code that he lives by. And then the rest of the book kind of had some other uh key
1: the next bounty hunter that they introduced blew my mind because they they go to this wedding where this beautiful woman is marrying like this I would like this drug lord type character and all of a sudden the lights get turned off and you know there's some some murder going on and you turn they turn the lights back on and everyone's dead except for her main target and um she changes into back into her original form which is a man and he was like I would do anything to get my bounty meaning he had done anything with this dude to make him fall into this false pretense that he was a woman and going to marry him and I I
2: like a lot of our (laughs) listeners here are probably, (laughs) probably pretty stupid what do you mean by anything
1: they didn't say it's implied, but I'm assuming he probably did sex stuff. Dang,
2: Dang
0: it. Him. <laughs> I, I wanted uh, more details. <laughs> I didn't catch his name. I just want to call him uh, s- s- Punisher Skull yeah. Forehead. Because yeah. he has a skull on his forehead. We could so. just rename him. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, sure enough, Sharky, I, the bounty hunter, I didn't quite know if that was going to be, like, a humorous, like, shark, like, Jabberjaw that was going to be Mm. going through the oceans or something. So, pleasantly surprised it's not that. And uh, I'm actually on board with this comic. So,
1: this is going to be uh, Netflix. Release. They're changing this into a live action either. I can't... I didn't... I was I just reading about that. I couldn't gather whether it was a movie or a series, limited run series. It's a, a,
2: the trailer in question is actually for a comic book release by Netflix-owned comic book publisher Miller World. Not from Netflix itself. Yeah. It's a six-issue thing and I lost it.
1: Yeah, so that's probably the preview for the book itself because okay. they do that sometimes. But this, this is going to be... Miller World has paired with Netflix yeah, it to needed. release these right. books, mm. and that with the idea that eventually these books will become Netflix properties, like to release as shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the first ones that they're going to do, which I think sounds fun. I think this would be, like, I could picture this show or movie in my head. Yeah. It would be really awesome to watch. So, I'm, ex- I'm kind of I hate when they kind of pander like this where you know, read this before it becomes the next big Netflix show like, all right, calm down. <laughs> but it actually was really, really fun. So I kind of can't wait for them to turn it into something. But, all right, me, me next. I read Hulk Vereens and I want to say it like Hulk Varenes, because it has an exclamation point on it. Um, but underneath the title, it says, Come on, you know you love it, <laughs> which I appreciated because it is a ridiculous title. But that's what they call Weapon H now. So Weapon H is this man that Rock, the Roxxon Corporation took and mutated using gamma radiation and gave him adamantium shit like bones and stuff, just like Wolverine. So they made him a combination of the Wolverine and so Hulk.
2: totally new character. Yes. Not anybody... Well, I, about a specific. year ago he yeah. came out. No, yeah. no, no. What I mean is, like, this isn't Logan. No. And this isn't uh, Bruce Banner. No. This is just, like, a, uh, a another deer. guy yep. who got... Unfortunately, the best of both worlds,
1: yeah well, yeah. well, yeah, so his in his origin, he was like a killing machine for the you know, he just that he was a weapon, he was a Weapon H. Mm. Um, and this is the start of him. Taking I love how
0: terrible though, they I mean, they still got to keep with that code like Weapon H, Weapon, like we got to give him a random uh <laughs> letter, and since he's part Hulk, Weapon H, <laughs> huh.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but he, so he's trying to take his life back now, basically. He's like, I'm done killing. Um, the thing I liked most about this book was its, its story was throwback. So, back in the day, Marvel used to take their heroes and pair them up to fight all the time. Famously being Wolverine and the Hulk being probably the biggest one, where the Hulk beat Wolverine into a gross paste. And then he regenerated, of course, but, um... So this is, this is Bruce Banner versus Weapon H. Okay. Um, and, but the thing I like the most is the leader is involved. And the leader is the one that's orchestrating all of this, this fight. Because they want to kill Bruce Banner. They want to kill the Hulk. That's the main end goal of this. These people went to the leader. This organization went to the leader and said, we need your help killing the Hulk. And his idea was to sick him against this Weapon H, um, which worked really well because the leader is very smart. Um,
0: I like when the leader shows up.
1: Yeah, he ha- he gives he gives Weapon H a virus that is transmitted to the Hulk and weakens them. But at the end of the book, when Weapon H is about to kill the leader, uh, Wolverine shows up and stops him because he doesn't want people using claws to kill people unless it's him or something like that. <laughs> wow, that's a, what, did he copyright that? He was like he was like you're using my ammo and I don't like it. Something like that. It was just a fun little like like battle, a romp through the woods, battle of these powers. And to me there wasn't a lot of substance to the story, but it was just fun to read. Plus it's called Hulk Farines. I mean, honestly, <laughs> It's kind of a great title. Uh, but spe- more specifically, I want to talk about a book I read called High Level.
2: Ooh, and, yeah, I want to hear about this. And
1: this comes from, it's a Vertigo. Damn,
2: girl, how many books did you read? I read this week?
1: a lot of books. I'm um, so proud of you. Thanks. Uh, it's from Vertigo, which is DC's indie side. It's more adult, too. Um, basically, it takes place in this. World that's Earth-like, but not. Or it's it's hard to tell if it's like Earth in the future or just a completely different world that is Earth-like. But the main character, thirteen, uh, she's this. She takes jobs to find things for people, like a, almost like a scavenger type, but a little higher level than that. She pretends that she's like a somebody who pumps sewage to get into places and she'll just stand there with her little sewage pump getting intel and stuff like that. She's very, and she reminds me of tank girl a little bit without being so funny. (laughs) Um, but the whole, the whole world, like she lives in like this post-apocalyptic sort of world and they have their own code. They have their own system of money and stuff like that. And everyone just kind of does what they need to do to get by. Uh, further north there's this city called high level and that's where everyone aspires to get to is high level Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like this paradise and you find out you get two different stories about this place from in this book you get the guy who wants to go there because it's supposed to be everything you ever wanted out of life you're not gonna you don't have to work so hard everything is just good there it's utopia That's that's your aim is to get to here. And then there you get another story where they're like, no, you just show up there and they make you work with the promise of ascension, but basically you're just a slave for the rest of your life.
0: I'm curious to read this now to see how it uh, goes against high heaven, which also, if you remember when I reviewed the first couple issues, that was heaven, but there's also a better heaven, oh. higher, he- higher heaven. Yeah. Uh, within that so
1: these are places and not heavens but I know similar so it's, 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 it's yeah, similar it's but I mean this you're live it's With like Elysium and I just I just watched Alita which is also very much like that where the idea was to get to the city in the sky a higher uh-huh. level yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um, so it's the, the art in this is amazing and it's by Barnaby Bagenda who I've never heard of before and Romula Fajardo does the color art uh, it's just beautiful. The, the alternate cover, which I showed both of you by Francesco Matina, is definitely our best on tap this week, even though we hardly ever do that anymore. I loved it so much that that's what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it ends, the book ends, I mean, you, you, you kind of get an introduction to the world and who 13 is as a character, um, all beautifully drawn and you get to the end and she is hired to transport this little girl from high level to her home because she's the next messiah or the kid that's going to save the world. You know, they mm, properties do that sometimes. Um, so it's definitely going to be the, like the Logan type story, right? I don't want to be transporting this kid, but I'm going to do it anyway, sort of thing. Um, but all beautifully drawn. (laughs) So it's really, you guys should definitely check it out. It's a really good book. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I just read it because it was a number one, and sometimes you gotta take a chance on a number one.
0: Well, a lot of the number ones that come up from Vertigo, though, are pretty great. Yeah. And they are, because of all the extensive Sandman stuff, one of my favorite, uh, published in ARMS, even though it's still DC. Sure. But, uh, learned some new things about when we were talking about, uh, Second Coming being canceled. Some of the real reasons besides the whole, uh, signatures and everything uh, Mark Russell um, Creator pretty much said that they were ch- told by DC to remove Some profanity in a noon scene involving Adam and Eve now they were told told to do this before Fox News got on with the whole petitions and everything so he doesn't know exactly What was the final straw or if whatever? But they felt that and then the release date kept getting kind of pushed back and this is all before As he was saying, you know, imagine finding 200,000 auto generated emails in your inbox. That can't be too pleasant.
1: Right. So
0: there's a lot more to to it than just the online petition to cancel it, but it does seem more like DC was bowing to pressure and their editorial side. Maybe they're a little bit more uh, looking with a. Micro microphone or not microphone? Microscope. Yes, microscope. Magnifying glass. Magnif- that's, Either
1: one of those would be a good.
0: That was the appropriate okay. word I wanted that I didn't use <laughs> after the whole bat wing Micro- issue. Microdermabrasion. That wing. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I thought we were just okay. <laughs> so I think they might just because of that or be yeah. a little more cautious, even though there have been plenty of Vertigo books that have had. Yeah, this has whatever because this
1: has nudity in it. it yeah, because there's know.
0: there's it's not nudity for nudity's sake. It's just. Mm -hmm. It's storytelling and some things seem real When things are Out in the open
1: Also the whole bat penis thing Just drives me crazy I fucking loved that part of the book Because it made Bruce Wayne so Vulnerable And you never get to see that man vulnerable So I thought that it added to the story So much and the fact that they bowed to pressure And took it out of the subsequent Printings of that book Just pisses me off but also makes me really excited That I have an original one
0: <laughs> so, as I mentioned last week, Doomsday Clock is forever getting kind of pushed back, at least the latest issue. But in the May solicitations, we're supposed to get Doomsday Clock number 11 out, which. In May? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Sure. But uh, it's supposed to be a very uh, important issue, obviously being the second to the last one, because mm-hmm. it's that we're going to finally find out what the rebirth was in DC. Mm. A lot of people have been speculating this book is going to involve that. Well, sure enough, we know. Having read The Rebirth and it rebirthing the DC Universe.
1: (sighs) Worst thing they ever did.
0: You think? Yeah. I think they fixed a lot of things that New 52 messed up, though. Oh, yeah. So not the greatest of all resets. Better than
1: New 52.
0: Yes, yeah. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, So I'm very looking forward to that when that comes out. Um, Also, the newest event uh, coming out, um, I want to say fall, Deceased, which will see a techno-organic virus going through uh, pretty much the world and infecting tons of people, even so much as some superheroes. And they don't know how to necessarily stop it, but it turns everyone violent. Like you I'm, said
1: this was from the Injustice series, or it's not just in the, the Injustice World. writer, Tom
0: Taylor, who's writing okay. Injustice. So this okay. is going to be a actual formally uh,
1: canon DC canon, e- yeah, event okay. that's going
0: to be. You know, they're just kind of releasing some of the things now, but as there's been uh, snippets uh, going up to these announcements of what it might be. There's been some pictures of like Superman not being able to like deal with the outbreak of this virus. Or even so much one of Dark's uh, side looking that he's coughing up a lung like he may get infected too. And imagine mm-hmm. a virus that makes him even more violent and, and want to kill things. So that could be pretty sweet.
1: Oh yeah, who doesn't want more violence in their comic books?
0: And uh, something that uh, Brian Michael Bendis had recently... Uh, said while well, he's taking over everything Superman. And we now have uh, uh, we have John Kent and Connor Kent who now both have the Superboy name. And what we're going to find out is that um, we're going to soon get a whole new uh, uh, nickname for uh, Connor when he's in his original teen form. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, both of them Staying side by side, obviously one being Superboy.
1: Yeah, one being yet to be named.
0: Yep. And we just need to get a Superboy Prime in here and really fuck up the world.
1: Yeah. Uh, The next uh, event I'm looking forward to is from Marvel, and it actually comes out this month? Next month, March. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story. It's from Chip Zdarsky, so you know it's going to be interesting. Um, Basically, it starts in the 60s with Spider-Man origin story, But as they go through the decades, and it seems to me like maybe they're going to do a decade per issue because it is like a limited series, um, he's going to age naturally. So Peter Parker has been a teenager or a young adult for our entire, his entire life in comics. But this one, it's going to actually age him as time goes on.
2: Spoiler alert, he's going to die at the end of the series. (laughs) From old age! (laughs) But I think that... Slips in the shower. The
1: concept of aging, (laughs) that would be so funny. And he's old, so his web shooters are all dried out, so he can't even save himself from falling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But it's going to be interesting to me to see it. Sticks
0: it in a little blue cartridge right there, and (laughs) fluids all working and everything. <laughs> Always saying shit like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs>
1: uh, I kind of want to see how it plays out. Will he? Will they go the Batman Beyond route where he becomes the mentor to a new, sp- like a, a Miles Morales sort of character? Or is he going to try and stay Spider-Man until the very end sort of thing? Whatever will they, they make f- him look like Stan Lee when he's old? Ooh. Which I think would be kind of nice.
2: That would but be really nice. I just Man, just th- you should just call them.
1: <laughs> hey Chip. Hey,
2: I got a great idea. <laughs> Did you guys finish it yet? Okay. Good.
0: <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which will be coming out in about a week.
1: Yeah, I already have my tickets.
0: Looking yeah, planning ahead. And wow. uh, so far it's the second highest filming superhero uh origin film. Uh Black Panther being number one. Sure. And then we get Wonder Woman, then uh, Aquaman, and then Deadpool. So that's not to say highest, uh, like all these are the highest uh, superhero movies. These are just origin movies Okay. is where it falls in line. But numbers are numbers, and the numbers are looking good. There are a lot of positive reviews of the movie. <clears throat> There's still the embargo for people to truly give their full reviews. They can just kind of say, I loved it. This was awesome show Stealer, whatever the small okay. little things but there's a huge campaign to try to take it down and that happens with most of these huge blockbusters movies mm-hmm. where people on certain internet forums are like let's take it down a peg so be well, wary of more s-
2: attention when you're the opposition so yeah if you're in agreement with everybody you don't stand out people just want to stand out by saying some thing. people just
0: want to be trolls though yep. when flat earth yep so I'm just saying for anyone that's listening to some of those things stop it with a grain of salt because
1: (laughs) uh, you're not robots make your own opinions about things don't listen to fucking internet people just listen to us yeah I don't like to
2: (laughs) listen to criticism about movies and stuff because I know I'm gonna make my own decisions no matter what
1: watching a movie is such a personal experience like if if a movie is collectively shitty and like everyone who's ever seen it is like this is the worst movie I've ever seen then it's probably bad (laughs) But I've seen plenty of movies that lots of people were like, oh, this movie was so great. And I watched it and I was like,
0: oh, was it? (laughs) One of the most random things that I've heard in the last week that happened was Marvel live-streamed Goose the Cat from Captain Marvel for about an hour, just of the cat just being being a cat. cat. Because obviously in the movie it's a character. And it was just so cute just watching this going-to-be-a-star uh, just doing cat things. Uh, I gotta hand it to them for... It's some great marketing to get people to talk about the movie by just doing so something so simple as, here, cat, play with this, and...
1: People love cats.
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Ridiculous amount.
0: Now, uh, going on the same uh, Marvel train, Hugh Jackman has just set a Guinness Book World Record. Now, him, as well as... Uh, Sir, um, Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart are sharing the title because they have, uh, recorded the longest, uh, portrayal of a live action superhero. Um, both of them because they both debuted in the first X-Men movie and both have now concluded with Logan. Uh, it's about 16 years and 228 days, um, that they've been Professor X and Wolverine. Hmm. Now, with the whole feud of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, of course, when Hugh Jackman announced that he got a Guinness Book of World Records, Ryan Reynolds goes for fingernail length. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, I love that feud. It's funny. A couple other uh, random things that I have uh, scoured the internet for. BBC is bringing uh, his dark materials to the TV. Yeah. And we got our first teaser of it. I've been kind of staying away from this because I enjoyed the books. And I kind of, knowing how the books go, want to see what happens with the show. So teasers don't really... I'm trying to stay away from teasers right now. But I didn't know James McAvoy was in this. And I'm like, holy shit, that's some star power there this is going to
2: be a series that's gonna have a lot of people bitching just because of the source material and if you didn't know about the uh, the movie that was made the golden, golden compass. compass with Daniel Craig in it um, that was the, the first of first of the trilogy which mm-hmm. they didn't finish because nope. there was a lot of just ridiculous backlash and we were talking about this earlier like if they had made that movie nowadays it'd be more accepting yeah. uh, accepted by people uh, Eh, well, you maybe. know, maybe I mean, there's I, always going to
1: be opposition to this material from, always, right, but, from certain sectors of society, but
2: the communication is much higher, and yeah, your abilities to you know,
1: right? I think people are less maybe the it, it coming out from the BBC. The BBC is not gonna just fold to a group of people being like, You can't do this. This is against what we believe in. Oh, uh,
2: we've been through that before, right. <laughs> We know how to do with your type.
1: They're like, listen, we just put made Doctor Who a woman. You don't think we can handle you?
2: What do you mean, you people? <laughs>
1: Let's try, try, uh, try arguing with all these fanboys who want penises all the time.
0: <laughs> it it was actually announced way back in 2015 that their BBC was making this. So that's probably why it totally fell off my radar that this was still a thing, yeah. and there's still no release date yet for. I wonder when if they're filming
1: the whole. Is it a mini series or just a BBC series?
0: It's a BBC I guess series.
1: All BBC series is our mini <laughs> C- C- <laughs> C- 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 series. C- well, it's an
0: eight. Say C- series again. Series. Well, it's an eight-part series. Series. So I'm series. assuming that.
1: Oh, it's eight parts. That's all. It's like five years worth of shows from the BBC. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Other th- important dates that are coming out that we have truly no date is uh, Kevin Smith has recently announced that we will see new giant, uh, Jay and Jay Silent, Silent Bob, Bob reboot uh, coming out soon. They in just fact, started in filming it
1: in Louisiana. Yes, yeah, so and
0: most people think once reboot. you film... Yes.
1: It's a, okay, so the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. In Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, they take the characters Man and Chronic, which was a comic book written about... Jay and Silent Bob, and they make it into a movie, so they go to Hollywood to stop it. In the reboot, in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, somebody is rebooting the movie that was made about Bluntman and Chronic, so they're they're doing a reboot about Um, a remake. So it's going to be kind of a lot of (laughs) meta meta. jokes.
0: Now he's saying, though, that the same, because most people are saying you know how quickly Clerks was able to go with a 21-day shooting schedule, and most films now have far longer and a lot more time behind it well, he's saying no. This is still going to be 21 days. It yeah. is much larger, but
1: he edits as he
0: films. Yeah, so we're still so. going to be able to have a turnaround time quick enough yeah. to. I mean, his, come out in the fall. His
1: movies aren't. I, I love Kevin Smith, but his movies aren't overly complicated.
0: No, no, they're <laughs> fart and dick jokes, man. Yeah, fart and dick yeah, jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, something that's kind of time sensitive. So if you've listened all the way towards the end of this podcast, uh. If you also have Into the Dead 2, a video game out right now, they are doing an all-new Ghostbusters event that Sony Pictures uh, has teamed up with uh, the makers of the game to pretty much, you can if you have the game, you can h- interact with the forming Ghostbusters and have a new side quest um, with them. This is only going to be going on for two weeks, so I believe it ends March 8th. Or so. Uh, so if you're listening to this now, uh, go ahead and check that out because go, more Ghostbusters is always awesome. Stranger Things, uh, which will be coming out this summer, Fourth of July, has a mini series that will be coming out in May. Um, they've had a couple Stranger Things mini series, but this one is going to reveal um, another one of the the kids that were experimented on. Mm. Um, it's going to be by a girl named Francine who uh, has powers of precognition and telekinesis and create illusions. Other and... words
1: Tony can't pronounce. Yes. <laughs> uh, who's that? Who puts out those? Or are they, is it IDW? Or is uh, no, it just... Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Okay. That makes sense.
0: So, And then one of the things that I know my sister-in-law is very happy about, I'm also excited about, Uh, Neil Gaiman is bringing back Jim Henson's Storytellers for TV. Yes. That is going to be sweet. Um, Each one of the shows, different stories with Muppets, Mm -hmm. and anything more with Muppets makes me happy. Yeah.
1: That'll be interesting. I wonder if they'll be darker with Neil Gaiman attached to it. He can get a little weird. Those shows were a little dark, though. They weren't always, like...
0: Well, they weren't or, always happy-go-lucky yeah. stories. Of well, hell, I still have Nightmares of the Dark Crystal. Yeah, I was going to so say, yeah. Not all of Henson <laughs> stuff is... Yeah, that's is fair. It's sweet. Uh, last that I have, Game of Thrones, is uh, teaming up with the Red Cross. If you go ahead and give blood, you get entered automatically to win uh, tickets to the world premiere. Oh! Of the latest season, so... Go out and give blood. Just do it anyway. Like just to anybody.
2: You just go out and give. Yeah, blood Yeah, I think to you have anybody? to go to a sanctioned donation
1: yeah. center and have them draw your blood. Oh, oh okay. yeah.
2: So yeah. by March 17th, but <laughs> you saved me a lot of. Uh, a
1: lot I of have fuss. I have a blood giving scheduled before then, so I wonder yeah, if just I'll be able can. Yeah. <laughs> um. In booze news, because we are drunk on comics, uh, Keurig, the coffee machine that people who are very busy seem to love um is coming out with a machine that makes cocktails so so instead of buying little pods that are full of tea and coffee you can buy a ton of little pods that are filled with booze
2: listen up alcoholics
0: (laughs) and put
1: it in a machine and it'll come out as a cocktail for you
0: very curious as to how the inner workings that would be or if you already have to have the mixer in the glass or
1: it's probably gonna be just pod based like you buy so, so like it's, it's just a shot you it's could just, just pour yeah. it in without it,
0: buying the fancy machine yes
1: you can also make coffee without that fancy machine but you know that's true <laughs>
2: <Curious>. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible i loved yeah, it I know.
1: um kevin eastman of teenage mutant ninja turtles fame of course if nobody knows who kevin eastman is uh is coming out with a self-published book in May, called Drawing Blood Spilled Ink. It's going to be a semi-autobiographical book about his rise to fame and his subsequent decline from fame, because even though we all still know who Kevin Eastman is, I mean, he was at Grand Rapids Comic Con this year. Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) Um, It looks really interesting, and I would love to read his story, especially written by himself, uh, in a comic book form. But more importantly, in this book This character that represents him writes a book Called Radically Rearranged Ronin Ragdolls, which is about A bunch of cats That it's supposed to represent in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, That book is also coming out, so he's doing his Semi-autobiographical one, and then he's doing a one-shot Of this book that's actually existing In his other comic book So I think that's going to be fun And mm-hmm. I, I want to read about mutant cats A little bit, I'm not going to lie uh, So look out for that um, Sylvester Stallone, after having so much fun in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and wanting to stay in the superhero universe, has decided he wants to produce and star in The Samaritan, which is a character from be a comic book called Astro City. Uh, it could be interesting. He's a little old. I mean, he's very old. Let's not lie. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone is very old. The Samaritan?
0: No, I'm just, I'm saying that interesting of a TV show. Or movie uh, yeah, of it because Astro City is fucking phenomenal.
1: Yeah. It's I did not realize that that book has been around since the nineties.
0: It well that's the thing though too. It's had different like issue ones and mm-hmm. then it ended and then it didn't wasn't around for like a couple and years then and then back, there's another and, volume yeah. two and everything and then the latest one is ended last April, I believe. Yeah. But I never truly did review that at all. I'll have to do that soon. You should. Phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I think I, you you did the first couple. Oh, I've talked about yeah. them
0: multiple times.
1: So there's no director attached to this, and I don't know that there's like a script or anything written for it yet. But he's all on board for it. So that's really all.
0: Well, you have I booze got. in a book. As I do well. have
1: booze in a book. So I read in the Age of X Man series, The Amazing Nightcrawler came out. It was all right. <laughs> the book was all right. I mean, it was just. It-
0: it really was all right. Like, the most that I got out of it, I was bored mostly until yeah. the end. And then I'm like, fuck, man, all these mutants are shagging. Yeah. Like,
1: and they and I like how it was sold at the end of it. Like, we're the actors. We're the weird ones. We can get away with this. We have to... How do they expect us to act in movies if we're not allowed to know what things feel like? Like, that's how it was sold to him to...
0: What, I just like, you know, he's... He's narrating it, too. And Mm -hmm. when he's saying, you know, Mm -hmm. we make magic, we make this and that, we make things come alive, then, you know, I'm an X-Man, I'm a hero, and heroes make mistakes. And we live in a perfect world that doesn't make us perfect mutants. And it's just, like, this is the core of what this whole thing is. Yeah. But, again, I could have read the last couple of pages and really...
1: The the whole first part, like, I mean, he really still is... Kurt Wagner, right? Mm -hmm. He's still that person. He's still the same sweet nightcrawler that has always been written. The same sweet nightcrawler that always seems to pull in an amazing amount of tail. Like, he has hooked up with everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because he has a tail.
1: (laughs) Um, So, anyway, I'm pairing that this week with something called The Black Tie, which also uh, plays into the fact that tonight's Hollywood's greatest night. It's the Oscars tonight. And he was going to a awards ceremony or something in this book as well. Um, so the black tie is one and a half ounces of black black vodka, which I did not know existed, but it does. And if you can't find it, you can make your own using food coloring. And then your mouth will be all kinds of shades of fun. Oh. <laughs> um, so you, you make like an egg white foam. So mm-hmm. you take uh, egg whites and lemon juice and simple syrup and cream de cassis. And you mix it in a shaker. Nobody can see me doing this, but you guys mix it in a shaker. She's
2: having a seizure right now. <laughs> or she's got a really big shake weight. Go.
1: Pour some vodka into a chilled martini glass. Pour the egg cream on top. It looks actually pretty cool with the black vodka and the, the white foam on top. But that is our booze in a book this week.
2: Charles, do you
0: have anything else? I realized that I just passed over you.
2: No, I think I have covered all the things that I wanted to cover. All right, uh, what's our quote that you're going to leave us with this week? Uh, Confucius say, husband in cat house, soon found in dog house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Good.
2: (laughs) All right, uh, with that,
0: uh, stay thirsty for I have nothing.
1: Yeah, try not to end up in Kansas with these torrential winds that we have. Winds.
0: Fuck yeah! This vortex bomb, <laughs> yeah, treacherous winds, treacherous winds. They thirsty uh, for yeah. spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need it.
1: Fuck yes.